0: Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. Well, this morning, I have um, entitled this morning's message, Prayer Made Simple. I had it prayer made easy, interchangeable, easy, simple. I don't like things that are hard, and yet... I find that people that advertise and promote things as simple uh, are usually lying. They're never simple. I went to McDonald's during the week, and you're going to cringe if you're a coffee lover. I went to McDonald's to get a cup of coffee. You go, oh, you've got to be kidding. You drink that stuff. I didn't care. It's the, it's the um, Christian drug of choice, caffeine. So I was after the, <laughs> was after the caffeine. I needed to wake up. Going to a meeting. And so I thought I'd go to McDonald's, get a quick cup, cup of coffee. It'll be in and out. Went in there. I don't know if you've been to McDonald's lately. Uh, I hadn't been to McDonald's in so long. I thought I'll just go up and order. It'll be some nice person there, smile to take my order. And no, they don't do that now. you got to go over to a computer, a touch screen thing, and you have to uh, somehow navigate where in the world does this thing start and then you know I want a coffee and then it immediately comes up with why don't you add something to that like you can add a McMuffin or a, a you know a burger or whatever Fra- order of fries with your with your coffee it's just what you want isn't it dip them in there maybe I don't know uh, and so looking up thinking no I don't want that so I swipe and I go back I'm back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, how do I just say no? I just want a cup of coffee. But it doesn't work that way. It's not simple. And so I'm looking at it, and finally I get somebody's attention that's back there making the burgers and the coffee, but nobody's kind of on the the front desk to wait on the customer. The computer's going to do that. And and so this young lady comes out, and I says, how do I just go to, I want the coffee, I just want to pay for the coffee, and that's it. I just want to get in and out of here. This is like taking me forever. And she goes, oh, she, she says, everybody gets caught on this one. And it's like all these boxes for, you know, everything that you want to get. And then it looks just like the other boxes is the I want to check out, that's all I want, and let me pay for it box. And it just looked like all the other ones. Nothing is simple. Nothing is easy. Jesus says this. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And what we're going to look at this morning is prayer made simple or prayer made easy. If it's complicated, it ain't God. God doesn't do complicated. Religion does complicate it really, really well. Let's complicate this thing so nobody understands it. Then you got to be dependent on the guru or whatever, the religious person to to work it all out and tell you how it works and and even do it for you. Um, But God doesn't do it that way. It's so simple. It really is easy. And and, and there's no false advertising. When Jesus said, my yoke is easy, he meant exactly that. My yoke is easy. I'm not going to load you up with this big burden complicated thing so that you can't figure out any of it now Jesus gave us something that most of us here have memorized in fact I'd be very surprised if you didn't know this and we've we've been doing a series on prayer and this could be part of that series we're probably up to about nine or ten or something like that somebody goes well how so much on prayer if I had one thing to preach on for the rest of my life, it would probably probably be prayer. There isn't anything really greater than having a conversation with God. And that's what prayer is. Basically, it's a conversation with your Heavenly Father. And so, he gave us a model prayer, if you will, called the Lord's Prayer. Or, if you're Catholic, the Our Father. Now, the Lord's Prayer, the way it's called the Lord's Prayer, but it really isn't the Lord's Prayer and he prayed this prayer because it says, forgive us our sins as we forgive our sinner." He's perfect. He never sinned, so he didn't have to pray, God, forgive me of my sins. No, he didn't sin. So it's not really his prayer. It's his prayer that he gave for us to pray. And this prayer is amazing because his disciples saw the result of his prayer life and the result of what that yielded with miracles and all kinds of uh, breakout of the kingdom of heaven. And they looked at that and they go, there's a correlation between these miracles and these results that he's getting and this prayer life that he has going up on the mountain to be with his heavenly father. So they said, teach us how to pray. And as a result of that, he gives them the Our Father, the Lord's Prayer. He says, when you pray, pray like this, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then in the next verse, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he gives us verse, uh, Matthew chapter 6, we'll use verses uh, 9 and 10. And I'm just going to give you six simple prayer points. I'm not going to give you all six this morning, I'm just going to give you the first two. And because I don't do complicated, and I've already expressed the fact that I don't like complicated, I do, I, I do like simple, and I'm not going um, to, I'm going to tell you this is simple, and all six of these prayer points begin with P, because prayer begins with P, and points begins with P. <laughs> so these simple prayer points are going to all begin with the letter P, so that if you have a pea brain, <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> so that you can remember it. <laughs> and you'll know where you're at because we're just going to look at six verses here and, um, in the Lord's Prayer. So you'll be able to follow this. You'll be able to track with it. Now, I used to run track and uh, we had track and field when I was in high school. And I wasn't fast. I don't know. My feet are too big or something. My legs, I don't know. I'm not configured that way to be a speed runner, so I ran the distance, I ran the two mile, and uh, to run the two mile you had to run probably 15 miles, just so that you could get faster at, at two miles. And the track that we used to run the two mile at the events was the oval where we played football uh, during the American football season, and you had to go eight times around that track to get to two miles. And, if you, lo- if you lost count, then you were in trouble because it you, you would throw you right off your pace. It's like, have I done four times now, or is this the fifth time around, or is this the third time around? So you're kind of like gauging the whole thing. But there'd be people there that would tell you, lap three, <laughs> lap four. They would let you know where you were at. And when we pray, it's really good to know where we're at. And what I want to give you, again, starting this morning with these prayer points, they're like demarcations, if you will, on a prayer track so that you'll know exactly where you are, whether you're praying one minute or one hour. And for some of us, one minute is a stretch. I'll be honest, like sometimes uh Especially when I was a, a, a new believer, one to pray one minute was like that was a long time. Five minutes was epic. One hour—that's a really big deal. Uh, Paul says, "Pray without ceasing." Uh, we've talked a little bit about that. Go back on YouTube, subscribe, and then go back and, and watch that one because we did talk about what that means. But I want to give you just these six points. The first two this morning on your prayer track so that you don't get lost in prayer. You know exactly where you are, and you can take this thing called prayer and really make it simple so that it's simple enough so that you'll actually do it. There's no point. If it's complicated, you're not going to do it. If you don't do it, you're not going to get the result. I want you to see the results of prayer in your life, especially as you're praying for other people. I really want us as a church to be a church of prayer. Jesus came down off the mountain when, he, when the fig tree was cursed. And he saw all these people buying and selling and turns over the tables, gets a whip out. He goes, my house is supposed to be a house of prayer. You've made it a den of thieves. So this house, the house of God, God's church, if it's anything, it's supposed to be a house of prayer. It's supposed to be a house of faith, a household of faith when we pray We expect results, and that was the previous series, Prayer That Gets Results. So today, the first P, big drum roll, Matthew chapter (laughs) 6, verse 9, Thy kingdom come, thy will be, uh, sorry, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The first thing, the first prayer point is presence. Prayer is a conversation with God. Prayer is when you invite the King of Glory. We've sung about him this morning. Prayer is when you're inviting God into a conversation, a conversation where you and he are going to have dialogue. Now, he doesn't come uninvited. He's not forceful. He doesn't force his way into your life. He doesn't yell at you. He's not that kind of a person. Uh, In the form of his Holy Spirit, the Bible says he's like a dove. He's gentle. And the dove just doesn't hang around if somebody's going to be disturbed or forceful or, um, you know, make a big noise and and, and all of that. The dove wants to land and, and light in your life. And the presence of God is a beautiful thing when he's invited into your life, into your prayer time, that space of prayer called uh, a conversation, if you will, when he, when he comes into that space, he fills that space with his presence. Now, Moses was a man that the Bible says prayed, and, and it says he talked to God, which is what prayer is. He talked to God as a man talks face to face. The problem when we go to prayer, well I find this anyway, is that I'm facing so many things. I'm facing tough situations, sometimes impossibilities. You're here this morning, you could be facing, you can be facing health issues, financial issues, relationship people, all these issues. You're facing something every day in every moment. And the key to Ushering in the presence of God, again, this is the first point of our simple prayer, is presence. Everybody say presence, come on. Amen. Presence. You want the presence of God in, but you have to turn from whatever it is that you're facing and not make that the focus and turn from that to face Him. He holds the answer. He holds your life In his hand, he holds the whole universe in his hand. He's our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, which means he's holy and he's set apart. But he's not set apart as in aloof, not wanting to spend time with you. You are the apple of his eye, no matter what you've done. So if you happen to be facing the sin and rejection and and stuff-ups and everything that you've messed up in your life, He he is there. If you turn from that to Him, then He will forgive you because He loves you, because He's our Father. But remember, He's not just your Father. He is our Father, which means that you are part of an amazing family called the Body of Christ. Both those that have gone on before, that are in heaven, and those that are still here. You're part of an amazing, amazing family. So when you pray, you start off by inviting in the presence of God. Acknowledge him as a person. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I start to praise him for who he is. Not just who he is out there in the galaxy somewhere, but who he is to me in my life. As my journey goes on as a believer, I see more and more miracles, things that, quite frankly, a few years back would have just been impossibilities, things that I believe for. And you'd be the same if you've been walking with him for any length of of time. You know that as you walk in faith, you start to see answers to the prayers that you've prayed. And sometimes we forget to say thank you for answering those prayers. There was a time where I was a single man, and my family said, you're going to be a bachelor, you're never going to get married. And to get a wife would have been like, that was like a big dream. Well, he answered that prayer. I, got, I met somebody that's beautiful and, and uh, the love of my life. God answered that prayer. There was a time where I lived in a tent, and I struggled. And, uh, you know, I gave money away and did everything I could according to what he says, more blessed to give than to receive. But now I don't live in a tent. God's blessed us financially. There was a time when I drove an old beat-up, balmy car. (laughs) I mean, a really beat-up, balmy car. 1966, Dodge Coronet (laughs) with big, giant rust holes in it that hardly would make it, you know, past the city limits of Detroit (laughs) without breaking down. And now I don't have to drive that. God has answered prayer after prayer after prayer. There was a time with this church we started off in, a, in the staff room at a high school. The staff room that fits, you know, maybe 15 staff members or something like that. The chairs were really big. We started off there. We didn't even have a sign to put out that advertised the church. Had no worship team. Had really nothing going. No uh, children's leader. My wife had to be the children's leader. We didn't have any people. <laughs> we just started. God said, go go up there to the Sunshine Coast. Never been here before. Didn't know one single soul when we landed here. We just started, because God said that. And we prayed. We started by praying, and God answered those prayers. Now, I, I could go on and on and on, just with that first P, when I, when I start to praise Him for what He did, His presence enters into the space, whether it's on a bus, a plane, a train, or in my bedroom. It's immaterial. Wherever you are praying, you have to remember that God is a real person who really does answer prayer, And start by just thanking Him and praising Him and and let His presence fill that space called time, wherever you're at. Let Him fill that space just by thanking Him and and ushering Him and acknowledge Him as a real person. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. How good is God that He will fill that space when you start to thank Him. But you have to turn from facing your problems, your situation, being more aware of, of that, whatever that is, turning to Him, acknowledging Him, and be like Moses. Be a person that talks to God face to face. Number two, second point. The second point, again, begins with P, and it's called priority. It's the next verse, verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. How? As it is. Where? In heaven. Now that just answers most of the theological questions that people have as to whether this is of God or that's of God or not of God and all the rest of it. Just ask yourself, is it going on in heaven? And if it ain't going on in heaven... Then it's not God's will for it to go on here on earth. I dare say, you don't have to, ladies, you won't have to worry about your purse if there is a purse in heaven. You won't have to worry about leaving it somewhere. The angels aren't going to steal it, neither are the saints. God doesn't need it. Nobody needs the money, so it ain't going there. Uh, So if it's not going on in heaven, it's not God's will here on earth. There's a lot of areas here where we can pray. But the, but the key word here is priority. Everybody say priority. priority. So the first word was what? Presence begins with P. Invite his presence in. Secondly, get your priorities right. Well, what's my priority? It's the kingdom. Your kingdom Come. Now, that word kingdom is is a great word. It's Basilea, and Basilea means where the king reigns. It's the king's jurisdiction. His kingdom in heaven is where he rules and reigns in heaven. His kingdom on earth is where he wants to rule and reign, but it's you and I that carry that into the earth. The kingdom of God starts in your heart so that wherever you go, the kingdom goes. That way the will of God is done on earth as it is in in heaven. It's the kingdom that that establishes priority in in your life. What's the priority? What does the king want done here? So when I'm praying in the presence of God, I'm aware of the presence of God, I start to ask him, what do you have for me today or even in this space, again, it could be on a plane, a train, in my car, it could be anywhere that I go that I'm walking through life. God, what do you have for me? Whose life do you want me to intersect today? Somebody needs what I have on the inside of me. You are going to give me an assignment that I want to fulfill. But if I get my priorities wrong, There's there's probably nothing worse than a person, or no bigger mistake, I'll put it that way, than somebody with wrong priorities. They're just busy. Get in your day, get busy doing a whole bunch of stuff, but never stop and pray enough, long enough, to ask God, what is your priority for this space and time called today? See, the, the currency that we have is called time that's the most precious currency that you have it's not dollars and cents it's time you can't get any more of it yet everybody has the same amount in a day the billionaires all the people that are on the rich list they still only have 24 hours same as you and I They are not more wealthy when it comes to the currency that God uses called time than what you are. It's important, though, that we prioritize that time to say, God, now that I have your presence, you have my attention. Now start to show me what is my priority now to occupy space and to spend the most valuable commodity that you've given me called my time. I want you to show me how to prioritize my time according to your kingdom come. Your will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven. You see how simple that is because you know the Lord's Prayer. And if you don't, it's pretty easy to memorize. So once you memorize that, you know where you're at during your prayer time. Again, whether it's one minute God, I need your presence. I need you now. I I acknowledge you. Come in. Now, show me the priority in this situation. And that situation can be a business meeting, it could be a job interview that you're facing seriously, it it can be a, a doctor's appointment. It can be an intersection in life where you're under a stressful situation, and you you only have just a little bit of time to pray before you go into that meeting, or that interview, or wherever it is that you're going. Father, I need you now. I acknowledge your presence in my life right now. Right now, I give you my attention. Show me the priority right now in this meeting. Now, I've been in uh, some really stressful times, uh, probably in the Last couple of years, building uh, uh, houses in in a time where it's COVID hits, and you know nothing's going to get done quickly. (laughs) Everything's a hassle. Builders are stressed. Everybody's stressed. And sometimes God will show me things when I pray before going in to get to, to win some kind of a battle with a builder or something. He'll show me that person's soul is your priority, not your building, not your house. And like, oh, but wait a minute, God, like, you know, the house is like, it's a lot of money. It's going to make me a lot of money, hopefully. I'm going to lose a lot of money if, if this doesn't go right. And I'll dare them do that. And if, you, if you've been in any kind of business dealings, you know what I'm talking about. When you're going in, you, you're going in for battle. You got your battle gear on, backed up by a lawyer if you need one. You're going to get, this, this is my right. And you want to win, especially if you're a man. You want to win. (laughs) Winners and losers. But then when you stop and you let God's presence come in to that space and time, you just take that time you go, God, okay, I'm going to battle, but I want to know what the plan is. What's the priority here? And then God God shows me that the, the man that you're, Going into battle against, you're gonna try to beat him down and threaten them and do all the rest of it. His soul is important to me. And and I I've got a plan for him. Most recently, we had a a house that was just trying to get this thing finished. Two years. Seriously, this is a long time. And we have a project manager. And we've had a few project managers, actually, with this thing. And before I went in demanding my rights and threatening and all the rest of it, God said, I, I love that, man. And I want you to bless him. I'm like, what do you mean, bless him? Yeah, get $100. Gail doesn't know about this. She's about to find out. Because <laughs> this guy's got a girlfriend in Wagga Wagga. He's going to go down there and visit her. And uh, I want you to shout him a meal with his girlfriend. So I got a 100 bucks. He's expecting a fight, a bit of an argument, and another complaint from another customer, because everybody's dumping on this poor guy. And I said to him, um, I walked over. I put my hand out. And in it, I had my $100. Hard, Aussie money's plastic, it's really hard to kind of, like American money, you can just fold it up, and it's kind of neat, kind of hide the handshake, the money in the handshake deal, and um, with Aussie money, it's like, this is going to fall out, it's just weird, so I put my hand out, trying to hold on to the plastic money, he's looking at me, like, what are you doing, like, <laughs> you going to shake my hand, <laughs> and uh, So I said, give me your hand. I put it in there. He looked at it, and he goes, oh, no, no, no. And I said, yes. He's trying to give it back to me, and I walked away. Anyway, you know, we've become really good friends as a result. He'd do anything for me. I didn't do it to win favor with him so he would do anything for me. I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because I had a time of prayer. And God said, I want you to bless him. And, and uh, seriously, you know, he went down, took the girl out down to Waga. They're dating now, officially dating. And I, I never asked him, well, how, how'd you go with that? You know, just spend the money on a nice restaurant? No, no, it was a gift. And so, but he says to me, he goes, "All oh, that 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 money you gave me, that really came in handy. Like, you know, we went out, we had a fabulous time. Told me where they ate. I know the place. I'm like, yeah, that's across from the Vic Hotel. Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and." You know, and, and now that we're finished and everything, he and I will get together, have a coffee, and um, we'll be friends, because God cares about people. God's pre- when, God, when God's presence fills the space instead of hatred, <sighs> instead of covetousness, what can I get out of the deal? Instead of, I'm going to win, I'm going to beat you, watch. You Don't mess with me. You mess with, you mess with the wrong guy. I'll tell you right now, I got backup. When you love people as God loves people, when you see that prayer is simple, not hard, you'll pray more, and you'll pray for more people, and you'll have better engagements with people. You'll have more meaningful interactions with people. And favor will come your way. It has to. God's in it. You know, there's a scripture in Genesis 1, I think it's verse 26. It says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. God made man to have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the animals. And the word that is translated there, dominion, is mamalak, which is a Hebrew, same word for basilea, which is kingdom. It's the rule and reign that God gave in the very, big, the very first commission that he gave Adam was to have dominion, to have kingdom, dominion, to take and rule with responsibility and to reign. And God wants you to take authority over situations, not over people. He never says to rule and reign over people and have dominion over people and make them your your minions. Like, no, he doesn't do that. But you are to rule and reign according to the kingdom of heaven. Greek, again, Basilea, the kingdom, the rule, the dominion, the reign is what God wants you to do in this earth to establish and take what's in heaven into the earth. That's why he says, and a lot of people get this wrong, in Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 and 19. He says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Now, a lot of people are screaming and yelling and they're binding and loosing demons and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but they don't read the whole thing in passage. The whole the whole thing says this. In fact, uh, probably the more accurate translation says, whatever is already bound in heaven must be bound on earth. And whatever is already loosed in heaven must be loosed in earth. So you think about it when you're praying, the kingdom come. Start to think, to yourself, what's been loosed in heaven that needs to be loosed into the earth in the situation that I'm facing? Things like love. Well, has love been loosed in heaven? Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> you know, the love of God in heaven would be so intense. Like light, there's no shadow even, a variableness of turning there. It's like, it's loosed in heaven. Therefore, it here on earth But things that need to be bound. Is there hatred in heaven? No, it's bound. There's no hatred getting into heaven. Is discouragement loosed in heaven? No, it's been bound. Therefore, it must be bound on earth, it's up to you and up to me to establish thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven by binding those things that are, that are bound in heaven, that don't get into heaven, and loosing those things which are loosed in heaven like love, like peace, like joy, like all the fruit of the Spirit. They're running wild in heaven. Therefore, they need to run wild here on earth, and things that need to be bound because they're not loosed in heaven, discouragement and hatred, dismay, and all of those things that plague humanity here. They're not, they're not there. They're not loosed in heaven. Therefore, whatever has already been loosed must be loosed here. Whatever is already bound in heaven must be bound here, and it's up to you and me to establish that here on the earth. I like when Isaiah was praying, and God said to him, God gave him uh, the coals that it, it hit his tongue, and he's like, oh, I'm a man of unclean lips, and he, he, he got a, a, a vision or a sense of his sinfulness in compared to God's holiness. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then the angel says, well, who's going to go? And Isaiah said, here am I. Send me. And the fact is that God is looking during the prayer time, when you're praying about priority, he's looking for somebody that would go because you will not establish the kingdom if you don't go where the king wants you to go. Now, it's not always spectacular. Sometimes it's not going to another country somewhere. Sometimes it's just going out when your neighbor's putting the wheelie bin out or put the wheelie bin out for the neighbor and saying, Hi, hope you have a good day. I don't know. Sometimes walking across the room here at church in the foyer, and meeting somebody that you've never met before, that maybe has a bit of a sour look on their face. Maybe they're not having a great day. Maybe they just need a word of encouragement. You know, that will speak probably louder than the message that the pastor preaches. Who knows? Sometimes God just has these assignments that we don't see them as spectacular, so we don't want to go. I'm not going to go there. That's a nothing. There's no such thing as a nothing when it comes to the kingdom of God. We tend to prioritize things our way. This is a big thing. This is a little thing. Probably the best times I had in church was when I cleaned the church back in San Diego. I could preach, but I never got to. And God had me cleaning and vacuuming that church and cleaning the toilets and the little kids' areas, the toilets, scrubbing that, and uh, people would walk in, this is during the week, and I worked all night, I'd be doing that in a hot day, and people would walk in, say, well, can I help you? I'm just, turn the vacuum cleaner off, can I help you? And I just saw this church, and I, something's told me to come in here. And then I'd say, well, what what is it that you need? Can I, can I pray for you? Seriously. I was leading more people to the Lord, cleaning the church midweek than what they were seeing on Sunday. I was getting people filled with the Holy Spirit, just me and the vacuum cleaner, and they walk in. I had, I had the best times, and God shaped my character during that time. It's not about being on a platform. The platform, seriously, is work. You have no idea, unless you've done it, like how sometimes what the struggle you go through and the demons, you got to fight. Because <laughs> the devil doesn't want the word of God preached. He hates it. And so he goes after the messenger to stop the message. But you've got a message. Quit looking for a platform. Start looking for priority. Start Inviting the presence of God into a conversation called prayer, whether it's one minute. Over, over the course, many, many different one minutes, over the course of a day, or whether it's a concentrated prayer time of one hour, you start by the presence of God, and then you ask God to show you the priorities for the space that you have, call one day, or one hour, or one minute, and God will show you that, and then you just must obey that. The pastor of the largest church ever, now, Timothy apparently pastored the largest church in Ephesus way back in, in the day of the first century church, something like they say about a half a million people. But then a Buddhist follower of uh, Buddha, I think it was, named yong Cho in South Korea, dying of tuberculosis, a young girl came in persistently every day witnessing to him. While he was dying, gave him a Bible. She never saw him get saved. He left. She left, rather. He read the Bible. To this day, he never saw her again. Doesn't even know who she is. But she kept visiting this man who had nothing to give, and he got, gave his heart to the Lord, and his church was close to a million people before he died in Seoul, Korea biggest church in the history of the world. And somebody went in to visit him, and they had one minute, because there's all these pastors that want time with Young Cho. And so they said, okay, you can go in. You got one minute. That's it. You're out of there. Like, so he goes into the room with Cho there. His name was Larry Lee, the pastor. He says this. He goes, what's the secret to your success. And Cho, without a hesitation, he says, I pray, and I obey. And then he laughed. Simple. I pray, and I obey. Didn't even take a minute. The guy walked out with the answer. And the secret, if you will, it's not a secret. But the key to your success today and every day is through prayer. Presence of God. Come on. Priority of God. Pray and obey. Just do what God shows you to do. Don't follow your own agenda. Line it up with God's agenda. Pray and obey is about as simple as it gets. If you don't know what to do in a situation, just pray, get the presence of God in, thank God, turn from facing that situation to facing the King of Glory and say, Your kingdom, your kingdom, your kingdom, here and in heaven, be done here as it is in heaven. And thank him for it. And let him show you which way that you will go. I'd like the worship team to come up. I'm going to finish here. Um, I've got so much to share that I know this is a series, of course. Everything's a series. <laughs> but these things are so simple. And I'm glad that they're simple so that we can, we can follow these things. I'm going I'm to ask you to stand if you wouldn't mind. See, priority like prayer is not passive. It's not passivity. It's it's active. It's not passive. Pray and then obey. You can pray, but if you don't obey, nothing's going to happen. You have to go like Isaiah. Here are my Send me. I'll go. I'll do it. And I know that many of you have had divine appointments, but I would like to say this, that I believe every appointment is a divine appointment if you're praying. Why wouldn't it be? So I don't categorize by the wow factor of this is a divine appointment, and that's not. Just make every appointment that you have a divine appointment. So if you're going to see the banker or you're going to see whoever it is that you're going to see in your busy week, Clients, bosses, I don't know, fellow workers. Why not make it a divine appointment by praying first? Presence of God first, priority first, and then just follow what God wants you to do. Pray and obey. I'd like you to close your eyes. I'd like you to get intimate with God. God's God's Spirit is here, He's everywhere, but His presence is here. And right now, you may have a void in your heart. You've been filling it with anxiety, questions of what if, doubt and unbelief, fear, all of these things. They knock at all of our doors every day. Father, I just thank you right now. Fill the hearts of everyone here with your presence. Start to worship him in your own way. It's not so much how you can sing or what you say, it's just acknowledging The presence of the Father, our Father, our Father, who art in heaven. His Holy Spirit is here on earth so that the same God that's in heaven can occupy your heart and fill you with light and joy and love, power, You might want to lift your hands if you want to, whatever you want to do, just acknowledge the presence of God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed hallowed be your name, holy and set apart are you. Don't be afraid to let God into the space of your life. Father, thank you so much. Hallelujah. He says, I stand at the door, knock. Behold, I stand at the door, knock. Whoever will open that door and let me in, we will have fellowship one to another. Our Father, who art in heaven, presence of God, Thank you. If you're here, you've never asked Jesus into your heart. This, again, is so simple. It's easy. It's just saying, Jesus, come into my heart. Just say that after me. Jesus, come into my heart. I give you my life. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city church.net or email us your feedback at infocity at church.net.